Welcome back to Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. I'm Tom DeLore. And you're Bankston. Um, just a general podcast warning that just because we're covering certain topics does not mean we are trying to give them any validity or say that they're true. Um, we just think that they're interesting, and this podcast is for entertainment and a little bit of education on some of this stuff. Um, but this podcast is about the Roswell, New Mexico incident. And if you don't know, it's probably the most popular and popularized uh, supposed UFO incident in history. So it begins in mid-1947 um, when a United, Sta- excuse me, a United States Air Force balloon crashes at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico, or so they said. Oh. There was a lot of initial interest in this crashed flying disc, but the U.S. continually claimed it was just a standard weather balloon. But UFO... Ologists, if that's how you pronounce that, which is apparently a real thing. Yeah, yeah. They began to promote various conspiracy theories around the late 70s, which is 30 years later, which is kind of weird that it blew up 30 years later. Yeah, um, Which say that one or more alien spacecrafts had crashed and the U.S. had tried to cover them up. Or were they Frisbees? They were really big Frisbees. Really big Frisbees caught by really big dogs. What happened was that it was Clifford. And they, they didn't want to. They didn't want to acknowledge that Clifford. Clifford was based on a true story. The big red dog was really a true red dog. <laughs> the thing was, is because he was red. They didn't want to associate him with communism. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is that's the a truth. new. That's another episode we're gonna do. Is Clifford a communist? <laughs> I'm. I'm. This is serious. It's coming to you next fall. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. Um. But in the 1990s. Um. So this is again. This is 40 years later. Yes. Uh, or 50 years later, the U.S. military published two reports disclosing the true nature of the crashed object, um, a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul, which involved sending high-altitude balloons up with microphones to listen to sound waves from the Soviet Union testing atomic bombs. Uh, okay. That's what they said is what yeah. the, they said. They're like, okay, you're right. It wasn't a weather balloon. It was It was, it was not Clifford. It wasn't Clifford. It was these balloons that had microphones on it so we could listen to sound waves from the Soviets to see how far they were along in, in our nuclear project. You got us. It's definitely not aliens, which Wait. is kind of kind of plays into the one we talked about last week, which was that the government like maybe just gives a little bit. They're like, okay, we did we did this thing, and there's like keep the big stuff behind, maybe you know. Hold on. So they they said it was a weather. I mean, it was a nuclear testing thing that they were trying to. To find out what the Soviet Union yeah. was doing in New Mexico? No, it just landed in New Mexico. Oh, it just landed or crashed there. in New Mexico. All right, I was gonna say because there's it's a pretty it was a high altitude distance. balloon, so it went up and it probably went over. I mean, it was detecting sound waves. So it's not like it was detecting like actual explosions. So it, it didn't have to be in Russia or Soviet Union. It just had to be somewhat close. I would assume. I'm not really sure how the whole science of it worked, but yeah, it, it wasn't in New Mexico. It just ended up there. Which was the Soviet Union still around by this point? The Soviet 70? Union disbanded in the ni- in 1991, which we talked about in the Lost Cosmonaut episode. Actually, yeah. that's the only reason I know that. So, in this case, they said this the 70s that what this was. The 90s, they said it was from Project Mogul, but it blew up in the 70s as well. Oh, um, so they just... It blew up in the... Se- so it happens in the... Four- I'll talk about this in a minute, too, because there's a whole thing about it. It happens in the, f- the late 40s, and then it kind of dies out, and no one cares. And then in the 70s, conspiracy theorists or UFOologists blow it up again, and then that stays popular until now, basically. But it was hugely popular for, like, a 20-year period between, like, the 70s and the 90s, which is probably what spurred the U.S. military to make another report about it. So when did they make the other report? 
The nineties? Yeah, so the yeah, the nineties. <laughs> so was, they waited. So they made an initial one in the forties that were like, it's a weather balloon. Yeah. And then they made one in the nineties and it was like, okay, that's what it actually was. So they waited because then because the, then the Cold War's probably done in the Yeah, because I was trying to see if like why would you tell them like, Hey, we're watching you guys. Yeah. There's still beef here, but we're watching. And also you don't have to worry about atomic Well, maybe you do. Yeah, you do. I mean World War when did World War Two officially end? Fifth. Late forties? Yeah, like fifties. World War Two. Fifty one. Actually, and nineteen. Well, this is nineteen forty five. So yeah, it was almost six years. Well, yeah. So I guess this was a little bit after. I mean, so maybe they were just worried because it's the Cold War coming up. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So that's why they made a second one because the Soviet Union's already fallen and it dissolved mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we can just throw it out there. So the story of what happened is. <clears throat> Following the crash, on July 8, 1947, Roswell Army Airfield Public Information Officer Walter Hott issued a press release that said that personnel had recovered a flying disc from a ranch near Roswell. The military did not want to admit that it was for nuclear test monitoring, so they said it was a weather balloon and even showed debris at a later press conference. There you go right there. They don't want to admit that it's, excuse me, for monitoring the Soviets. And then on June, so this is July, that was July 8th. But back in June 14, 1947, William Brazel, or Brazel, who was a foreman working on the Foster homestead, noticed clusters of debris approximately 30 miles north of Roswell. He described this as looking like a large area, this is a quote, excuse me, quote, a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, and a rough tup, actually it says a rubber strips, tinfoil, a rough tup, paper, and sticks. End quote. It was a whole lot of tinfoil hats. Yeah, that's what they're making their hats with. Yep, that was me. <laughs> but accounts vary on this. Um, some say that this would mean that he found it three weeks before um, the military said they found anything. And, and then the military said that they had found it a week prior. Um, and this William Brazel, he tried to recover the material for himself in early July. Um, so I guess he really didn't think it was anything wild like a spacecraft. Um, and after stashing some of the materials, he heard talks of people reporting this flying disc or flying discs. And on July 7th, uh, which is one day before that press conference, he told the sheriff of the town of Roswell that he may have found one of these flying discs. The sheriff called um, the RAAF, which is that Roswell Army Airfield. He called the RAAF or RAAF major and then another man in and they recovered the pieces. And a description of the craft um, published in the Roswell Daily Record said that it was about 12 feet long and the rubber which was strewn about was a smoky gray. Um, but no metal was found in the area, nor any propellers, but letters were on some of the parts. They also said that there was a bunch of scot. this is part that's weird, they also said there was a bunch of scotch tape and tape with flowers on it which had been used for construction. And I was kind of confused about that and I didn't know what they were saying. But that seems really weird. Why they even if it was a military, if it was a military thing, why would they have scotch tape or flowered tape on it? I don't know. I was I low key was looking at where's Area Fifty One. It's in Nevada. I'm just letting you know, government. So if you you're you close know, to each other, see me look it up. Don't be like, what is this guy doing? We'll talk about Area Fifty One podcast probably on the podcast finale because that's what their podcast is named after. No, it's not. Yep, it's it named is. after the word podcast. And we just picked a random number. Okay. I don't think that's true. That's the real backstory. Time one a minute. You're right. Um, but moving on, uh, a message was sent to the FBI that said the disc is a hexagonal, is hexagonal in shape and was suspended from a balloon by a cable. 
which balloon was pr- approximately 20 feet in diameter. That's a big balloon. That is. It's hexa- and, the hex- and the hexagon is six sides. Oh, that was like, I don't know. Which seems weird. I, yeah. I can't picture this. I'm thinking about circles. <laughs> yeah, that's one side. Dude. I, or two sides, inside and outside. I don't know my sides, dude. Um, but it was also, the major also said um, it resembled a weather balloon with a radar reflector. Um, and a photo of this was analyzed, and some claim that they were able to discern, oh, a photo of this text was analyzed, and some claim that they're able to discern what looks like victims of the wreck, but it's generally considered illegible. But basically, this is all that was said in the 1940s, and this happened in 1947. Later on, this is when it blows up. So between 1978 and the early uh, 90s, UFO researchers interviewed several hundred people who claimed they had a connection to the Roswell incident. Um, They obtained hundreds of documents through the Freedom of Information Act, and the majestic 12 documents were allegedly leaked from within the government. And the Majestic 12 is a code name for an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947 by an executive order from Truman to facilitate the recovery and investigation of an alien craft. The FBI declared that these documents were totally fake, and even many UFOologists considered them to be a hoax. I can't get over the name UFOologist. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it, it's not spelled UFO, like, hyphen ology or ologist. It's ufologist which seems even more wrong what is going on who knows i i want to get aliens aliens there what are their aliens but in 1997 Mm. a poll was done in 1997 by cnn and time magazine which reported that a majority of americans believe that something had happened at roswell but the government had covered it up majority of americans that at least were polled isn't that kind of wild do you believe in aliens do i believe in do i believe in the green aliens Oh, just aliens in any okay. form. I mean, yeah, because that would life would suck if we're like literally the only life form. It really would. Do you believe that we made contact with alien life at Roswell? Something happened there. Uh what if? I'm, here's I'm gonna throw this randomly out there. Maybe we like maybe first made contact with them there. Mm-hmm. But like, what if they're like low key walking around? Like, what? I if, always think about that. Like, what if aliens are smart enough that they just look like us? Yeah. Like, what if? What if aliens like do men look black. like us? Like, that's kind of messed up for us to, like, feel like they wouldn't look like us. Like, what are they supposed to look like? Green? No, like, green well, aliens are whack typical. by now. They could look like yeah, anything. that's whack. That's look like Alien from Alien, the Alien movies. Never seen it. You ever seen Alien? Nope. Aliens? Please don't crucify me, Alien people. 3? Never seen Alien. Alien vs. Predator. N- alien vs. Predator <laughs> Why would two? I watch those two? A lot of people have seen AVP, but they haven't seen the originals. Nope, but I've only seen, seen the original, the first one. It's I know a really good movie. About. You should watch it. The, the second one is supposed to be even better than the first. Maybe we'll watch them on a podcast date. Hey, maybe. Maybe we'll have a live watch. He's not going to do it with me. I'm not? Yeah, he's not a fan of me like that, people. You want to get behind this the podcast? Tom hates me. What? <laughs> this one gets real. It's no, so sorry. true, though. Someone get me out of here. I need a new host. <laughs> get Tom replaced. <laughs> okay. Hashtag replace Tom. <laughs> Let's not start that hashtag. On behalf of Low Pump. Low Pump or Low Peep? What's not? Just forget about it. Go on. Uh, okay. Um, so there's a book written in 1980 called The Roswell Incident, written by Charles Berlitz and William Moore, 
who had written books in the Bermuda Triangle and the Philadelphia Experiment um, prior to this. And the author said that an alien spaceship was flying over New Mexico observing U.S. nuclear weapons activities when it was struck by lightning, causing it to crash and kill the aliens on board. They claimed to have interviewed 90-plus witnesses. Um, they claimed that the photographs of the debris were fabrications to aid in the cover-up, and that they also said they also said that press was not allowed to inspect the debris themselves. Ooh. So they claim. So they couldn't even get a look at it. Yeah, and they they said that they had ninety plus witnesses that just somehow disappeared. Yeah, and so the, a lot of books were written in this time. So that was nineteen eighty. Then we move on to nineteen eighty nineteen. Excuse me, nineteen ninety one, in a book called UFO Crash at Roswell, um, written by Kevin Randall and Donald Schmidt. And they added a little more um, with a narrative, and they added over 100 new witnesses. Oh, God. They added um, that there was a gouge on, on the ground from the crash, which is about four, four to 500 feet long, um, and witnesses claim to be turned away from the ranch by armed military personnel. They also claim that Brazel led the army to a second crash site, um, Glenn Dennis is a guy, is a supposed alleged witness, claimed that the hotline for Unsolved Mysteries, the show, um, following an episode on, Ro- um, he called the hotline following an episode that they did on Roswell and gave description of the Roswell alien autopsies. Oh, you call a TV show with this hot fire news. And so there is a video of this, of these autopsies, which is 17 minutes long in black and white, and it was released in 1995 by Ray Santilli, which he presented as an authentic autopsy on one of the aliens from Roswell and was supposedly supplied by an anonymous retired military cameraman. Can I guess something? What? Did these first be, were these first aired on the uns, Unsolved Mystery TV series? No, I think he just released them. He just dropped they, them they on the internet? put on a news channel, yeah. Put them on a news channel. Yeah, he's just like, hey, check this out. Look what I have. What What do you think about this so far? All right. I've seen that video. Don't ask me why. I did not sit through 17 minutes of it Mm -hmm. because it's a little El Faco. (laughs) Doesn't he think the footage is fake? Why would they allow, knowing how deep this government goes on things Mm -hmm. from our past episode, Mm -hmm. MKUltra. Okay, that was a past one. That was a... We're going to do it again one day. Uh, Redeem ourselves. Yes. Never listen to it. Or <laughs> Northwood. Or on the Northwood episode that we did last week while we were up here for the Black Friday football game. Yep. Yep. That went good. <laughs> it was a great game. I'm glad we definitely won. Yeah. It was a great game. Just Both sides fought hard. And one I'm side, sure Shane Morris threw a few touchdowns. I remember it. Mm-hmm, and clearly. We, yep. And one time came out on top. We're definitely not recording this before that also. No, we're not. We're recording this the week after. One side came out on top, and they both had a really great show. <laughs> okay. What, but, so, do you think these are fake? Yeah, I think they're fake because, like, well, okay. No, yeah, they're definitely fake because mm-hmm. I've seen those videos. Mm-hmm. The typical green alien. Okay, I haven't seen them. It's been it's been a while since I've seen them, but yeah, no, they look like the typical green alien. If you give me the backstory of he called up the uh, unsolved mysteries phone number, mm-hmm. and then out like a week later he came out with this fire heat. Mm-hmm. There's like literally no. What's the thing is Glenn Dennis called saying that he saw this, and a different guy is the guy that released it. 
Still, there's like, no. First off, they probably both did it together. Okay, so you said it's fake. In 2006, Ray Santilli, the guy that released it, said that the footage was a recreation of footage that he saw in 1992, which had become decayed and unusable. But he does claim that a few of the frames from the original were used, but he refuses to specify which frames were used. Well, there's my answer. <laughs> so it was fake, but he's like, some of it was real. Of Which was real. frames were real, though? I'm not going to say because it's none. None of them are real. He literally, first off, good on him because I hope he got hired at a, a, a movie station or something it like that. It looked good? It looked pretty good. It, it looked good. I mean, it didn't look as good as like some of the hit blockbusters of the time. I think I read somewhere that they actually brought in um, like some big movie people. Actually, maybe in this one. I don't know if it was this one or not. Um, in this footage, the guy like did did, did the um, effects for it or whatever. Then went on to literally make movies. Like he, the guy that made all the excuse me, I just bumped the mic. Made all the practical effects. Uh, yeah, he went on and actually did make movies. Yeah, and it looks much, good. Became much more famous. It looks really remarkably good, and I will either show it to Tom at some point. I'm not gonna show you all 17 minutes. Okay. It ain't that fire, dude. I give it one fire emoji. Okay. Out of how many? Just out of a limited amount? Five. Let's okay. say five. And that's not, it's not that good. It's just literally like a dude like cutting open like an alien. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the usual kind of greenish alien, but it's in black and white. So let me not guess it's green. Yeah. Cause that's kind of messed up. Why am I gra- guessing racist. this alien's a race? That's specious. That's specious. Shout out to all my aliens out there. <laughs> if you're listening, one of you have to be listening, by the way. Be on our podcast. Be on please. our po- come up for a little. Make bit. this your introduction to the world. Yes, make this your first introduction. And I'm gonna say please, so you don't feel disrespected or ah. Look, we're not gonna turn you into the FBI. We'll we'll keep you safe. Exactly. You can live in my dorm. Not his dorm. My dorm. No, yeah, his dorm. My dorm isn't nice enough. I don't know you. what you eat, but I got a lot of uh, crackers and stuff if of it's, that nature. If it's like the Seth Rogen movie, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Then he'd be a pretty cool guy to hang out with. Don't watch, Paul. It's all right. Yeah, no, it's not. But that book was written by Randall, uh, who did I say it was? Kevin Randall and Donald Schmidt, and that was 1991. Immediately next year, 1992, we have Crash at Corona, written by Stanton Friedman, who is a nuclear physicist and author, and he had done some stuff with the incident, the incident, in 1978, but in uh, this work, he adds even more witnesses than the past, but now it says that there were eight aliens and two survivors. Wait, two surviving aliens? Yes. He doubles the alien amount to, or doubles it, he quadruples it, I think, to eight, and then he says that two of them lived. So, all right, all right let's just say now, if there was ever aliens that survived the, mm-hmm. this incident, the government ain't letting them boys go flying off. Cause they Here's the thing I'm thinking, I'm like, if they have an alien spaceship, and they flew through space to get here, they're going to get taken out by a bolt of lightning and just die from that? That from is that true. Wreck. I, I feel like they'd be a that. little bit more, their ship would be a little bit more. Stronger. Yeah. I mean, it flew through space. Literally space. And it had to break whatever, like, uh, the atmosphere to get here. Yeah. Wow. I did not think about how that wouldn't make sense. Because, like, there's a lot of heat that comes from going through one yeah. of the 
spears that I haven't taken yeah, I mean, signs for all a those long time. meteors and stuff that come through. We actually have like ton of them, asteroids, and I don't know which one is the right one. Um, they come through and they just burn up. We just, but they're just not significant, so it's never like a news story because it just happens constantly. So they would have, oh, and they get hit by a little bit of lightning and they go down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna bring out my five tinfoil hats. None. Wow. None. Okay, so let's move on. So that was 1991. We now have 1994, a book called The Truth About the UFO Crash at Roswell. And this is written by Randall and Schmidt. They come back again um, in response to Stanton Friedman's book and say that because they were the ones that originally were like, this is how many aliens there were, this is what happened, there's two ships. And Stanton Friedman is like, no, 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 this is how many there were. And they come back and they're like, oh, really? This is like our diss track in book form. <laughs> and they now add that the alien bodies were taken on a cargo plane to Eisenhower. <laughs> we wanted to see them in person, apparently. They're like, nah, son. You think you know what you're talking about? You're going to come out here and disrespect us for saying there's two survivors? <laughs> well, we're going to top that, son. We're going to involve Eisenhower. Eisenhower met them, boy. I like Ike. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what up, dog? We, we didn't mean to come through here, but we didn't realize back in our alien planet that, you know, our one weakness on our airships is like <laughs> electricity. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that just takes them down. That'd be really unfortunate. Whatever is their weakness. It's like from freaking science when the aliens are weak to water and they come to a planet that's 75% water. Like, what? And he lose to Mark Wahlberg. No, Mark Wahlberg's not in that movie. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Not in Signs. He's not in Signs? No. You the, sure? There's Joaquin Phoenix. I thought he talked to the potted plant of Signs. What? No, that's ha- the happening. Oh, it is the happening. Which he, is also not about aliens. It's not? Signs has got... Um, it's about oh, creatures, too. Signs has got what, Mel Gibson, I think? Yeah. And then it's got... It's about aliens. The happening doesn't have creatures. It's just the plants want to kill us. And they it's lose to water. It's got Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And, yeah, they lose to water. Yeah, the it's the same premise. What? It's the same premise, but shot by a different director. The science is about aliens coming to this planet. The happening is about the plants releasing a chemical that makes us kill ourselves. How is that the same? They both lose to water. Same. The plants, how do plants lose to water? Because they lost to water in the movie. I don't know how. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. No, this is how it ended. They go into the country. Spoilers for a go, terrible They go into movie. the country, and, and then Mark Wahlberg's like, I'm done with this. I'm done living in fear. And he walks out, and then he doesn't die. And then the plants are like, we're done killing people. We released a good number. And then it ends with then the same thing happening in Paris. You know what, dude? I'm about to look this up right now. There's no water in this there. Would be the, Why would water take out a plant? This will be the point where this podcast is broken apart. The Happening starring oh Mark gosh. Wahlberg. We're going to look wa- this up. The Happening, you know who directed The Happening? It's M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, he yep. did. Not, I was liked it. Was it 2008? Yeah. Wow, this movie is not good. There's nothing with water in there. You can't trust me. It's not. It's not. This is a tangent. But this is gonna. This is gonna make (laughs) us break apart. You can add something substantial. You can't just trust me that I say there's not water in there. I can't because I really don't like you. Wow. Okay, well, you can look at that. I'm going to move on. Yeah, move on while I try to find so, this out. So, the last one was 1994. This one's 1997. It's called the book called The Day After Roswell. And Lieutenant Colonel Philip J. Corso reported in this alleged autobiographical piece that the alien crash did happen, but UFO researcher Philip Class analyzed his claims and found a ton of inconsistencies and factual errors. 
Um, but the existence of so many different accounts, because like multiple of these books, they said that they added hundreds of new witnesses, which is absurd. There's not that many people that were at Roswell. And exactly that's exactly the problem that a lot of people have with it, is that the, the existence of so many accounts created a schism between UFO societies. Hundreds of accounts, but only a few claim to have actually seen debris or even aliens. And all the rest are just hearsay, which makes them legally inadmissible. All right. Stop to this real fast. Okay. Uh, I looked it up. I got my crappy movies confused. Uh, Tom was right for the first time ever. What? Tom was right. I'm sorry. I apologize to M. Night Shyamalan. Here's the thing. I just watch movies all the time, so... I don't watch crappy movies. I watch all of them. Unless they're on Netflix. It's M. Night Shyamalan. He's making a comeback now. No, Yeah, but I'm, I apologize to M. Night Shyamalan and his crappy directing. Wow. And whoever made signs for disrespecting you like that. I don't know who made signs, that. actually. What's, I probably should I'm know. sorry. Let's, let's just go back to Anyways, this. Anyways, so yeah, there's all these witnesses, supposedly, and then a lot of them are just like, well, my friend's sister's mother's cousin's classmate saw, was there, and so that's like super convoluted, and like they said, it's just called, it's just hearsay, which makes it not even a legitimate um, witness account. So only a few claim you've actually seen the debris or aliens or anything like that. So in one book, there was over 300 witnesses cited. Okay. Um, and when it was analyzed, only seven claimed to have seen the physical debris and claimed that there was aliens. All right, this is – I'm going to say this now. It's 293 witnesses that were just like thrown in there that were, which should not have been. I'm going to say this. This is starting to get way too many people. This sounds like a bunch of people who like – one guy said this he saw it. the entire population of Roswell, New Mexico. Exactly. Like, one person was like, I saw it. And then he was like, oh, snap, they're writing a book about it. I yeah. need some money. Can you put my name in that? This thing is, like, Roswell has a military base, but probably if this hadn't blown up, they would not be known no. generally. They, not now no. they're on the map. Now they're on the map. And this is, like, their thing. This is their tourist town attraction. I, I want to go. I'm going to... I'm going to... I have a, a conspiracy theory to go along... With this. Yeah. yeah. Should I just throw it out now? Sure. All right. So my conspiracy theory is the city of Roswell took advantage of this story and then they slowly just kept adding more and more people. I definitely think that's and true. they got the people to write the book. Mm-hmm. And then when the other guy wrote a book, they went and got those guys back again mm-hmm. to write a book again to be like, no, it was even more aliens. And yeah. So here's something bigger. Here's something to know is that this happened in 19 allegedly happened in 1947. All these books are written in the 90s, yeah. mid to late 90s. Yeah. And so any credible claims in many of the novels came from witness uh witnesses recounting the events from 30 plus years ago at that point. And also, I think maybe some social contagion theory, which we mentioned um, in the Mandela Effect in, a, in an episode a couple weeks ago. I don't remember which one. Um, I think it comes up again, which is that these people are just like, I saw something. And then someone's like, I saw an alien. They're like, oh, that's what I saw too. And so it just kind of transforms what they actually saw in their memory of the event. And plus it's like a fame thing because, like, you get the, you're getting the name out there. It's a great marketing ploy, by the way, by mm-hmm. them. You're getting the name out there. You're constantly, where are the alien spot? Yeah. Like, we don't want, like, New Jersey, New Mexico to be the alien spot. We want to be the alien spot. Is New Jersey, New Mexico place? No. I hope not. You know where the capital of New Mexico is? Mexico City, New Mexico? No, I think it's Santa Fe. 
All right. I don't think it's important though. No. Nope. Um, but going. If you live in Santa Fe, though, it's important. It's, it was the capital of New Mexico, but listen to it's the not show. Roswell. I love you, Santa Fe. Uh, but going back to the 1990s government claim that it was part of Project Mogul, they also claimed that those who reported aliens were likely just mixing up memories with other military programs, like Operation High Dive, for instance, which attached anthropomorphic dummies to high-altitude balloons, as well as potentially mixing up accidents with military casualties um, in the area because there were four military plane crashes in the area from 1948 to 1950, which yielded several dead and injured servicemen. Which in and of itself just seems really weird, but I guess, really weird. I guess if there's a military base there, it makes sense, but that also seems like a lot of people that die in one spot. Maybe the aliens were already there. <laughs> or, or... Maybe accidents happen. But obviously the UFO people dismissed these claims and were like, that's not true. So, wait, so the UFO, the UFO people said that the government was long, right, lying? Hmm, what was that? <laughs> yeah, they said that they, they said that, that was just a lie. Is there, just, they still believe that this is like all being covered up. Yeah. So just this like is recent. Paul in McCartney September, being killed by a crane crash. That's what really happened. Why you got to hit me like this? <laughs> Crane crash. So in 2002, before the airing of a Roswell documentary on the Sci-Fi Channel, John Podesta was hired as a member of the PR firm hired by the Sci-Fi Channel, and he said that it was time to declassify records, which would assist in determining the true nature of this phenomena. That's, a, that's, a, that's someone that was involved in the government, but I guess he's a little bit of a controversial figure. Yeah. Um, in 2005, Haught, um, who was one of the people that kind of have seen it, had a deathbed confession um, come out, which described how he saw alien bodies, but how credible this confession is has come under fire a little bit, and people don't really believe it generally. Someone meet, was someone there to record him? Yeah, say? I mentioned Haught. I don't remember. He, he like wrote this thing. was like, on my deathbed, I can come out now and say it. Um, yeah, he was the person who – I'm really struggling here. Uh, he was the one who was he was the officer who um who made the press release originally. And he said on his deathbed, after all these years, he wrote this confession. He was like, "I saw aliens. I saw aliens." Suppo- allegedly, allegedly, but a lot of people don't really believe it. They don't think it matches up at all. They don't think it's legitimate. So that's well, that's a little bit. Of, you can't really trust it. Yeah, no. Then we go to 2015. Oh, Obama's president. Whoa. And he's asked about he's asked about um, Roswell, New Mexico, and the incident. And he said that it's pretty disappointing, but the high level top secret stuff isn't really as exciting as that. So, kind of a bummer there. So, what is the high ranking top secret stuff? I don't Obama? know. Tell us. No. In September 2017, which is like a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. In September 2017, The Guardian reported on Kodachrome slides which claimed to show a dead alien. But upon analysis, it was revealed that it was of a mummified Native American child which had been on display in a Colorado museum for decades. Golly. It's the same thing as that Amelia Earhart documentary. They're like, oh my gosh, we found we finally know what happened to her. And they didn't put in a little bit of research to be like, oh, this is not true. All it takes is a Google search. Come on, The Guardian. People trust you. No, they don't. You don't think so? Actually, let me not take shots at the Guardian. They might want me to, I don't know. They might want to sponsor us. Sponsor us, the Guardian. <laughs> You'll never get a, a slanderous thing from us again. <laughs> uh, but overall, it seems like those who want to believe, I kind of think, um, only look at the stuff that even mildly supports their claims. 
and then they never care to check the validity or the credibility of what they call evidence. They're just kind of they're like, well, this is what this supports my claim, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore everything else and only go with this, even though this is not reliable whatsoever. Same thing with all those 300 witnesses in that one book, and only seven of them were like, I was actually there, I saw it. It's it's like that. This is literally what happens in every conspiracy theory case that there's like a million people who claim they saw it and then like only three of them possibly could have saw it Mm -hmm. and the rest of them are just like I want to get my name out there so from this theory um, has come excuse me so from this has emerged the theory of the Roswellian syndrome which I believe relates to like conspiracy theory kind of stuff and events like this which the fi- which has five stages: the incident, debunking, submergence, mythologizing, if that's how you pronounce that, and reemergence and media bandwagon. So yeah, the incident happens in 1947. The government's like, nah, that's not what it is. It gets debunked, disappears for 30 years, 40 years in some cases. Um, it then becomes, it comes back. It's super popular. It reemerges. It's it's like this whole myth now, and then the media jumps on board, like we've seen here. This sounds like LeBron James fans. I mean, sorry, Cleveland fans. What does that mean? They were a huge fan of Cleveland. LeBron leaves. It disappears for five years. LeBron comes back. It's like a myth. Oh my god! Remember those great years back then? I don't watch basketball. And he has a fantasy team. I do. Let's not. Let's just not even go into. <laughs> I don't that. have LeBron James. I got Kyrie though. <laughs> Pay attention to the stats. I just don't watch the sport. All right. Let's just. You know what? This is not at all relevant. This is this episode's gonna be more off-topic stuff than on-topic stuff. I mean, because Roswell is kind of wild. I think it's kind of weird that this is like the most popular case of a alleged UFO incident. And, like, basically every piece of so-called evidence is just, like, total BS. Yeah, like, it's literally been debunked. That's why I'm, like... Like, everything that happens is someone... It's just books that people are reading going, like, no, there was eight. No, there was ten. No, there was two ships. And it's, like, why... You're just, like, yelling out different stuff so that people buy your book. You you literally have me. Like, I'm trying to pull for straws here. But it's just, like, literally every single thing could easily be debunked. It's, like, yeah. there's not even a, a fraction of this, but I'm going, like... Okay, there's some creams there. Like, it's like... Hear me out. What if it's this? Aliens crash in Roswell in 1947. They then take over the town, and then they make up... They make all this stuff look just super phony so that nobody believes it. But they're actually in control of the town. So, all right. So, let's let's put on our thinking hats. Let's put on our tinfoil caps. Our thinking hats and our tinfoil caps. Our thinking hats are made of tinfoil. That the aliens that control Roswell... Really need some money pretty badly. Well, no, they just don't so, want. They just don't want to get found out, so they're gonna stage this whole thing. So they're gonna have a first, so they're gonna have a huge marketing ploy, where there's T-shirts. Well, so people are like, maybe it was aliens, and then they just make it look really, really dumb, and like, look at these are the people that believe it's aliens. Look at these idiots, and then but we're really the aliens, and then they're really too. the aliens. So that nobody is like, yeah, anybody that believes that there are aliens, they are just a bunch of kooks. But <laughs> they're really aliens. There, um. I'm gonna go with a no on that one. Oh, probably not. I was just saying yeah, it no. would. It, it brings co- something. Though. Maybe it was instead of a government cover up, it was an alien cover up. I was just tossing another another theory into the ring that I made up right now. All right. So for me, God, my thing, my only problem with it is that the whole thing, like if there was an alien thing that happened, the chances of them allowing 
300 people to even talk about this possibly happening. There's no, this would be so tight-lipped. Like, well, see, the thing was, is that supposedly this guy found it, and then, like, allegedly that the government didn't even talk about it for two or three weeks, or for a week, or some some reports say a week, some say three weeks. So you have all this time where people could just be seeing this and going there and looking at it, and the government hasn't found it yet, hasn't been made aware of it, which seems then kind of weird that all the people would know and the government wouldn't. I don't know. Which, like, you think they would have made a phone call of something falling out of the air. Yeah. Also, you think the government would know when something falls out of the air. So well, they did. Like, they just claimed it was a balloon. God, like, come on, man. Do you, so you, do you, what do you think, actually? I mean, you think it was just that part of Project Mogul? I think that's probably what it is. I think what happened was, yes, it was. You know what I think it is? Yeah, I want to I think the first thing they said was wrong. Like, you know how they said, like, it was this. And, it was a weather balloon? Yeah. I think the second thing they said was right because there's a reason why they waited all these years because yeah. there's probably a really thick of a beef with Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And then when the Soviet Union went down, they're like, okay, we can finally get these people off our backs. All right, here's yeah. what happened. Yeah, I, I think that's probably accurate. Because it's like that's just way too much mm-hmm. planning to hide from. And you think like no other like government would try to blow up like America knows about aliens like you know they wouldn't try to like throw that in our faces because I think that would be a race to like be friends with the aliens mm-hmm. so it's like no there's just there's a no chance on that one I'm gonna really say that it was probably what they said ended up being it was a Soviet Union situation mm-hmm. and they couldn't reveal it back then because of like just a terrible it would have been terrible time it would have probably started war a lot more war than that was already happened. Plus, it was around the period. The reason it blew up, I put, because I call the area from, like, the 60s to, like, 80s that anything could happen. Like, that's the... That seems like, that seems said, like when everything happened. Like we said last week, that's when it seems like a lot of these government plans came about. It's when all the weird stuff was going on. Yes. Like, conspiracy theories. Like, when, like around then, like, that's, like, when... And, like, for us to... They probably, to be honest with you, I'm going to throw this out here, and this might seem crazy. This might be, so take this with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and s- smack a big giant allegedly on this. Okay. What if they let, and here's another conspiracy, what if they let this whole Roswell thing fly for like 20 years? So they it cover up the real thing? Yes, so they can cover up all the other stuff that they were doing. It's definitely possible. Because by the time, like, like North, like as we clearly know, Northwoods was going on. Well, not going on, but it was being talked about around mm-hmm. this time. So this is all covered. Like you got guys, you got millions of people worrying about. Oh, are there aliens in New Mexico? Mm-hmm. Rather than like the big stuff that's going on. Like yeah. they're probably like, oh, it's a distraction. People, exactly. People aren't paying attention to like what are we our problems with Cuba? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll keep this going then. Like. And they probably were riding high until like Kennedy, until like Kennedy situation. Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh well, uh, it was something else." Or they probably told mm-hmm. my man's, "Hey, write another book, dude, and say it was this." And then yeah. like, I mean, those books sold. This book made a lot of money, so it was financially good for them to just keep releasing more and more yes. and just saying everything that they could because they were getting bought. So one of them said that they sold 150,000 copies. It's, so this is like, that's the perfect way. And like, think of all the like wild things that happened from like 
70 to the 90s. Like all like this, the, the whole Sandinistas deal, the Iran-Contra thing, all things that they weren't, people weren't paying attention to. And then like around the 90s, they were like, all right, cool. Russia's gone. We can drop what it was really about and we can yeah. end this. But then it was already too late for them to end it. it you want to know what it is? What? It's Paul is dead. It's too late for him to end it now. So why not keep going if I'm making money off of it? Yeah, that's very. I think that's very plausible. Like the government can't. Like they could say, "Hey, this didn't happen," but there's still gonna be the people out there that are like, "Oh, you said that it didn't happen. Well, now I really believe them because you gave us an answer." Yeah. So now I'm like, they're like, "Okay, well, we're just gonna just peace out on this and then let it go." And yeah. then Obama, being the cool, suave dude he is, they ask him about, it and he's like, "Ah." Yeah, it's not as cool as you think. It definitely seems like if it didn't happen, any answer that they give, any answer that, that they give, <laughs> any answer that they give is going to be inadequate. Um, yeah, and, and then if it is true, I don't think that happened. Like the, the best, if it is true, then the best mode of action would be to just not say anything because then people are going to forget about it. Instead of going like, "Yeah, we do need to release those documents. What's going on?" Yeah, like, like then you're just giving people a taste. They're like, "Oh." Is there something there then? Yeah, because, like, even, like, what he said, I think he even should not answer anything then because him saying that the real top secret stuff aren't as cool as you, like, would think, mm-hmm. that makes me want to go, like, well, what is the, if it's not cool, then what is the top secret stuff? It's, like, military stuff. Yeah, probably. So it's, like, and then, like. MK Ultra 2. And what's, like, and what's the only, like, what's the response? Like, what could they could have done with this, like? Have like an alien walk out on stage. You be like, you know, dun, 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 dun. you can't, you can't see me, but I'm dancing right now. I'm doing the robot. Like, <laughs> thing dancing is like, uh, that's that's a loose term for what you just did. <sighs> Get off my back, dude. <laughs> so, like, what do you think? Like, you think, like, you think an alien? They they march an alien on stage and then be like, and even then they'd be like, that's a fake alien. That's doing the suit. And that could be like go to the back and it's like, sorry, quam pop pop. And he'd be like, Cough, pop, pop. Yeah. What did you come with that off the top of your head? Yes, I'm just guessing. I was going to say Qui Gon Jinn, but that's a Wash Star Wars reference. Hey, he's an alien. He's from a galaxy far, far away. No, he's not. But real st- Everybody knows Star Wars is very much a real story. Yep. Nonfiction. So, documentary. Yeah, it is. So, like, even then, then people would be like, because imagine when, we fir- when aliens first do drop, mm-hmm. you know they're going to be a. a group of people that are going to play that's not a real alien that's a dude in an alien suit mm-hmm. that's yeah skeptical skeptics will definitely think that exactly so it's like it's a lose-lose opportunity and and for everyone else this is a win-win mm-hmm. for everyone but the government yeah like uh whatchamacallit uh roswell ends because now they get people to come to their city that no one even cared about in order for them to, like, come and be like, oh, this is where aliens were possibly at. And then those guys who wrote the books won because they sold, they're probably rich now off of just writing about some wacky, wild stuff. And they definitely made a lot of money. Only ones who couldn't run in this is the government because even in them saying, even them saying what it actually was opened more questions. That is true. So, I mean, yeah, no, I'm going to believe that it was really probably Operation Mogul, but... yeah. It just is too juicy now. Yeah, I would agree with that. A lot yeah. of I feel like a lot of the- conspiracy theories play out in a similar way. 
like Steve Cook and the whole dog man thing is he's like, oh, look at the dog man. And then it, he, that's what he's known for now. So he just took it and ran with it. Which, by the way, Tom, if you didn't know, Steve Cook was interviewed here at CM Life. So I, what? go ahead and listen. To, I mean, oh, sorry. Listen. listen to our episode on the dog man. Listen first to of our all. episode and then read the wonderful article done by CM Life. <laughs> okay. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts is what I said before my okay. plug is what happened. Okay, so let's wrap this up then. You are listening to this somehow, but if you want to listen to it another way, you can listen on SoundCloud um, at soundcloud.com slash, or, yeah, slash CM hyphen life. iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcasts. CM Life's website, which is cm-life.com slash multimedia slash audio. You can go check out our Twitter, which is at thepodcast51. We post the links there. We post relevant sources, just interesting tidbits about the episodes and the content. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving Black Friday, and now we're seeping and like you know stopping until the end of the year. And we're hoping that we keep delivering some fire to you guys like we've been doing weekly. And we're hoping that everyone has all A's and B's going into the end of the year. You got one more thing to say? And my last thing to say is I love you all and stay spooky, stay curious, and stay awesome. Goodbye. Goodbye.